Hi, and welcome to Storytime with Rabbi Yitzhiers. Hi, everyone. I am your host, Rabbi Yitzhiers, together with... Me, Yossi, his sidekick! Yay! To send much-needed donations to JRoot Radio, the address is JRoot Radio, 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. 2829 Nostrand Avenue, Brooklyn, New York, 11229. Uh, j Radio can be found on Naki Radio, and it also can be found on j And at 712-432-2444. And that also, you can call in at 718-506-9099. And you could uh, also follow the archives by following the menu at the end of the show if you would like to call in to tell us what you learned. So the number is 718-683-5858. Of course, uh, if you would like to text in for information about how to sponsor a program or to advertise, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. Also, if you would like to text in a story suggestion with all its details, the number to text in is 347-927-8398. If you are interested in hiring Rabbi Yitzhak for either live storytelling or storytelling on Zoom, uh, and or if you want to hire Rabbi Yitzhak to do his famous Kayach from the Moyach show, or, or, you know, uh, or you're interested in information on how to learn martial arts lessons or Qigong energy exercises, or if you're interested in art lessons or anything of that nature, you know, uh, for more information, call 718-375-1294. The number again is 718-375-1294. Rabbi Yitzhak's CDs are in most stores, and if you have a CD that is not in the store, you can call the 718 number 375-1294 to ask for uh, the current list to be faxed or uh, emailed. Rabbi Yitzhak's books are also on sale in stores also at your local farmer's store. Okay, hope you don't mind that I did all that. No, it's quite all right. So I guess we could go straight to the story now. Uh, one, one, one second, Rabbi Yitzhak. Uh, uh, before you go to the story, <coughs> you got to remind everybody once again about your newest CD and your son's newest CD. <clears throat> oh, yes. Okay, so, uh, I'll do it for you. It's no problem. Okay, everybody out there, you're listening. Okay, don't forget. <coughs> everybody listening there, <coughs> clear your throats. <coughs> Why did I have to clear their throats to listen? Uh, that's a good idea. Because, uh, well, I don't know. But anyways, okay. So, uh, well, I got their attention, didn't I? Uh, yeah, you did. Okay, so everybody be aware. Remember... Uh, you could buy Rabbi Yitzhak's newest CD, which is really an MP3 format. It looks like a CD, but it says MP3 format. It's a long story, and it's a good one. And when you're listening to it, you don't even realize it's so long. <laughs> it's so great, Baruch Hashem. Uh, so anyway, so um, it's called The Broda. Uh, 1863, it's available at all stores that sell CDs and so on, and MP3 uh, CDs, whatever they call them. And, of course, it's for uh, it's available for download by Niggin Music. Okay, and uh, Rabbi Yitzhi Herbs' son, Rabbi Meyer Herbs, has come out with a new CD, also, also an MP3 format, because that long story too, not me, I don't know how long it, but well, you know, I mean, just go on with it, I want to tell the story, oh uh, yeah, yeah, okay, so it's available in all stories, it's called No Escape, yeah, 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 and so along with all the other CDs as well. <laughs> Anyways, it's called No Escape, uh, uh, also distributed uh, 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 by, by Niggin Music as well, and you can uh, either buy it in the stores or or, or, get, or buy a download. <laughs> okay, did I do it? Yes, okay. Now, <clears throat> I want to go straight to the story because I have no idea how, how long this story is going to take. What? You have no idea how long this story is going to take? How is that possible? Well, it's very possible. You see, it just so happens that I never, ever told this story before. <laughs> I realized I had the book that had this story, but 
<laughs> you know, it's so funny. I don't know why. I never told it before. Ah, is it because it's too much details for you to remember? Uh, you know something? That could be one of the reasons. Well, there's a lot of very interesting names here to remember. Uh, but yeah, but you know, to tell you the truth, I once saw this uh, story in another sefer called Sipuri Maisis Ben Yechesko. Uh, basically, so what's the name of the story? Uh, uh, the name of, why are you talking so fast? Uh, because, you know, like, uh, we have to make up for lost time, you know what I mean? Because uh, it's a long story, you know, you know, you know. Yes, 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 uh, true, but if I tell the story too long, I mean, too short, I mean, well, I mean, uh, like, too fast. Right, right, if I tell it too fast, then if I tell the story too, too fast, then, uh, they won't understand it, so what's the purpose of the story? That's a good point. So maybe you should slow down so people understand you also. Ah, uh, that's a very good point. Not that slow. Normal, normal, normal. Oh, I know what normal is, I think, I hope. Okay, anyways, so um, you never told this story before? Nope, I never told it before, so I have no idea how long it's going to take, and I hope I have time to tell it all. So here it goes. And by the way, you want to know the funniest thing about this story? It's funny, right? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, you know, uh, not every story has to be funny funny, but, you know, uh, it's a very interesting story. Uh, it's said to be a true story, and I just researched it. You researched it? Yes, I just researched it. It, it says it's a possible true story, and there's no real way, because this story happened over 400 and something years ago, over 430 something years ago, and therefore it's a possibility that it actually happened. And there's a lot of sources brought down and, 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 and that talks about it. and But it's very interesting. But there's no one that could say a hundred, 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 hundred percent that the story actually happened. But there's a lot that do say it did. But whatever it is, I know, I know what you want to say. You're going to tell us that the main thing is it has a great lesson in it. That's right. Hashkocha is unbelievable. So, this story goes back, uh, it was in the, um, like, what was it called, uh, the 1580s, maybe a little bit before that, like the end of the 1570s, you know, uh, and it was in Poland. Now, at that time, uh, Poland, I believe, if I have my history correct, um, they ruled over Lithuania, uh, you know, uh, it was very interesting, but the bottom line, what I want to tell you is, that they had princes over there, and there was this uh, a prince by the name of Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. Okay, Radziwill. Well, listen, the name is true. I researched that actually were these people. These people actually existed. And, and you know, like this, just a, uh, well, I'll tell you when we come to it. Okay, uh, okay, so there was a prince, Prince Nicholas Christoph Radswell. Yes, he was born in 1549, and he passed away in 1616. He lived to be 66 years old. Very interesting, huh? And he was a Polish-Lithuanian nobleman. Okay, his father was King, uh, let me try to remember, let me try, to, I told you there's a lot of names here. Uh, let me try to remember, this is something, uh, one second, uh, Sigismund uh, II was his father. Okay, so anyhow, now that we got that straightened out, I see you brought the brook with you just in case. Well, I didn't have a chance to rehearse this, you know. Uh, okay, okay, so go ahead, you're going to tell the story, right? Well, if you stop interrupting, I can, like, get more into it. Oh, okay. So, anyhow, uh, so what happened? Okay, so Prince Radziwill, this Prince Nikolai, as he was called, or Nicholas Radziwill, he had a lot of nicknames, and part of it was called the Dark One, sort of to say. And that was because he was, at first, a very mean Prince. Ho, ho, ho. Mean ain't the word. Shall. He can't pay his <laughs> rent that he owes to my estates. I own a lot of property, and he must pay. If he can't pay, well, whip him until he comes up with a plan to pay. Oh, please, sir, don't whip me. There's nothing that I can do. 
Don't tell me you can't do. You are living in my land, and you want that I should be nice to you? What's the matter with you, eh? <laughs> and of course, he would whip him, he would beat him up, and he would put him in dungeons, and he would charge higher rents, higher taxes. He was very mean. Oh, yes, indeed he was. But that was mostly when he was much younger. But as he began to get older and he was married, he started doing some thinking. <clears throat> Let's see what's going on here. I am the prince. You know, maybe one day I could be elected to be the king. And maybe not. But either way, if there's a king, I want him to favor me. Yes, because if I am favored by the king, <laughs> then of course, it stands to reason that he'll keep me on in my position. And then I can continue to be wealthy. <laughs> but you know something? I realized something. <coughs> when I was younger, I used to think power, power was everything. But you know something? I'm beginning to realize friends are more important. Yes, I'd rather have people liking me and not hating me. I you know, but I can't be so super friendly that people will walk all over me. No, I can't do that either. But what can I do? I have to do something. Ah, I know exactly what I'll do. I'll go and I'll speak to the Pope in Rome. Yes! <laughs> and so, that's what he did. He traveled all the way to Rome. And he went to see the Pope. And the Pope listened to him. And so, what I have been doing was all these very bad things. I, if I didn't like someone, I had him tortured. And if somebody didn't pay me the rent, I had him tortured and locked up in dungeon. In a real bad mood, I don't want to say what I did. But basically, the fact of the matter is, I think I abused my power. I think that uh, I kind of overdid it. So, um, uh, what does the Pope suggest I do? No, very interesting. I see what you have done is terrible. It's not human-like. In our times, you are acting like a barbarian. This is not good for you. No, no, no. Oh, dear me, oh, my. But you like to repent. Hmm. Uh, let me think about this for a moment. <sighs> and so the Pope went off to the side to do some thinking. Well, let's see. I've been getting complaints from the church in Poland that they don't have so much funding. Oh, <laughs> I have a very good idea. So tell me, uh, you really want to repent? Yes. Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> Fine. Well, let me suggest to you. You see, in order to repent and feel remorse and change your ways and become a better person, you have to try to live like the poor people that you uh, had under you. <laughs> had under me? What do you mean? They're still my subjects. Uh, yes, 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 yes. But I want you to go back with this letter, and you bring it to the church in Poland over there where you are, and they want you to exile yourself for a period of five years, and the church will be in charge of all of your properties and all of your businesses, 
And during those five years, uh, the church will keep your businesses running and they will take their due percentage that should be coming to them for managing your properties. Uh, you know what I mean? Yes, and what do I do? Well, for a period of five years, I want you to wander around as a beggar. And this way you'll get to feel what simple folk feel. And then you learn to become compassionate and a caring person. So what do you say? Do you agree to take it upon yourself to do this? If so, then I guess you'll have a room to repent. Aha, uh -huh. I see. All right, so apparently I don't have much choice. I agree to do this. Yes, I, I will go back. I will go back to Poland and I will give up my properties. Yes, very good. And so what happened was at the same time uh, what this was going on, so while he's traveling back, ah, you don't want to waste the time. Like, how long did it take him to travel in those days back to Poland? Uh, yeah, see, we're not going to get into the technicality, but while he's on his way traveling back to Poland to go to the churches over there and sign over his properties for the meanwhile to take care of him for five years, uh, he was going to exile himself. So meantime, I would like to focus on a person named Rabbi. Are you ready? His name was Rabbi Shmuel Yehuda Katzen Ellenbogen. What? Do you really exist a person named Katzen Ellenbogen? Wow! I used to think that was a name like on 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 Shmuel Kunder's uh, CDs or t or tapes. You know what I mean? Wow! Katzen Ellenbogen. Wow! Really, it's a guy named Katzen Ellenbogen? Yep, yep, yep. And there's even some rebbers that had such a name as Katzen Ellenbogen. Anyhow, so let me just tell you. This person, Reb Shmuel Yehuda Katzen Ellenbogen, was a very, very special person. He was a big Talmud Chocham, and he was the rabbi, he was the Rav of Padua, Italy. Padua, maybe it's pronounced Padua. Okay, uh, well, I'm just reading this here. It doesn't have none of the so I, I would assume it's Padua. Padua, Italy. He was the rub over there in, at that time period. And he had a son named Sho'ol. Okay, uh, his name was Sho'ol. Okay, now Sho'ol was a very, very interesting person. He was a son. I'm no kidding. Yeah, but, but, but he was a very smart boy. Very well learned. And one day, when the father, Erev Shmuel Yehuda, came to pick him up from the cheder, the Rebbe said, uh, May I talk to you for a minute? Oh, yes, of course. You may talk to me. Zichir, you're my son's Rebbe. You want to give me a progress report? I'm listening. All right, listen very carefully. Your son, Kenainohara Shor, is a very, very smart boy. And I think he's way too smart to be in the cheder. And there's no place in Padua where he's going to be able to learn and excel. There are big yeshivas and very good yeshivas. Uh, I think you should raise the money to send him to Poland where there are big yeshivas there. And the big Talmidei Chachomim over there. And he could learn with these Chachomim, you know what I mean? Let him go there. And let him find a place to stay. You understand? But I, I, I hope you are aware that to send your son so far away is a very, very big sacrifice. A uh, big sacrifice? What do you mean? What kind of sacrifice are you talking about? Um, well, I, I am talking about, you see, traveling you know in our days you know maybe in the future they make some sort of a thing that you can get someplace much faster but right now it takes a while to travel from here and uh, from padua from uh, from padua italy 
all the way to Poland is going to take time, you understand? And it's going to cost money. And he needs some money to start out it. And you just arrive, I don't know if you have this money enough to support him, but you know, he, 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 once he goes to learn, okay, and hopefully, Baruch Hashem, you'll hear from him, or whatever, and, and you know, he's going to excel in learning. But you might not see your son for a few years because it, it, it would take too long to come back from there, to come back here to uh, to Padua, and, and then go over and then stay for a young time and then go back. He will lose half a year like this. So uh, it's a sacrifice for the sake of Torah. You could send your son to go learn there. What do you say? I will do whatever is supposed to be. If the Rabbeinu Shalolim, he went over and he gave me such a wonderful child, he gave me such a child that's so smart, can I know all, has such a good head on his shoulders, I'm not going to waste it. You are 100% right. I'm just a guardian of my son's Neshoma. Yes, I'm just a guardian. And Hashem is in charge, and he's testing me to see if I will send him there. All right, I will send him there. And even though the roads are dangerous and things like this, I will raise enough money for my son that he should be able to travel there. To be able to go there. And that's what I want him to do. I want him to be able to travel there and learn like a mensch. And if he travels in a more public area, then there's less chance of danger happening to him. So this is what I want from him. Yes, I want he should learn Torah, Geschmack. I want him to learn. And if he's missing a few years, I don't see him. No, what can I do again? Every thing he should turn into be a big Talmud Chacham. Yeah, I I I could live with that. Uh, all right, Baruch Hashem. And so, of course, he asked Shaul. Shaul. I was just speaking with your father. Uh, yes, I was speaking with your Rebbe. And we came to the conclusion that there uh, are no yeshivas here for you here in Padua. And therefore we think you should go off to Poland in the big yeshivas with the big tzaddikim and gedoylem out there in Poland. So what do you say? Are you asking to learn over there? Are you asking? Well, sure, Tati. I definitely want to be able to uh, uh, yes, I want the chance to grow to be a great Talmud Chacham because I understand from the Sforum that I was learning and from seeing how you bring me up in the house and all my brothers and sisters, I see it's Mamesh and Kazakh to, to live the Derech because that's true life. Uh, and ain't simcha elatayra. So, uh, father, uh, Tati, I will definitely I'm ask him to go, and I will try my best uh, to ride home as often as I can. And sure enough, he went off to learn in Poland. Now, of course, I don't want to spend time on his traveling there. Shut down. Okay, I'll I'll speed it up for you. So he went and he and he and he they, they raised money and they sent him off on the choo choo train and the choo choo train to go woo 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 and it took him to this place to that place then he changed from that train to this train to that wagon to that wagon eventually Baruch Hashem since he was going let's say mitzvahs and he had Sadatu Shmaya and he had a lot of schus a voice of and everything so therefore he ended up getting a Poland. And he went to learn in uh, yeshiva after yeshiva until he finally settled in what in Polish would be called Breslitovsk. But uh, we know it in the Yiddish word as Brisk. So he went to learn in the yeshiva of Brisk, okay? And of course he found places where to stay and so on and so forth. And he probably did some odds and ends to make some uh, money here and there when people realized how smart he was and a big, big Talmud he's growing up to be. So people helped him out, they gave him food, they gave him places where to stay, and so on and so forth. And he was growing up to be a big, not a little, 
a big Talmud Chacham. Okay? Then I speed that up for you, Rabbi Herbs. Now you can stick in other parts. Wow. You're getting good at this, Yossi. That was very good. Yes, so that's true. Okay, so now let's uh, take a look what happened when uh, uh, Prince uh, Nicholas Christoph Radziwill uh, came back to Poland. Um, 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 you wanted to, uh, I should arrange for you, sir, a meeting with the bishop? Yes, do that. Find me the bishop and send him here. Maybe it's more respectful if you go to the bishop. I think it's more respectful, but I think the bishop has to come here because when I tell him what he ha well, you, you, he'll, you'll, he'll understand when he comes. Tell him it's very important. Yes, sir. I will go right away, sir. And sure enough, he went on his horse. Oh, I can do that. Oh, 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 better yet. Oh, how about this one? And so he slowed down, and then he got there uh, to the bishop. Oh, okay. So he's by the bishop. And so what happened by the bishop is he knocked on the big, big, gigantic wooden doors. And, of course, one of the galopim opened up the door. One of the galopim opened the door slowly. Oh, oh no. One of those big doors. And a gala came to the door. Yes. May I help you, sir? Is there something that you want? Yes. I need to see the bishop. It's an emergency. I'm here from Prince Nicholas uh, uh, Radziwill. Okay, so... Uh, uh, Will it be Prince Nicholas Christoph uh, Radziwill? Yes, that's who it is. So please, don't waste my time. Very important. Call the bishop here. Yes, one minute, please. <laughs> What can I do for you? You wish to see me, the bishop? You are uh, 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 one of the couriers of uh, Prince Nicholas Christophe Radziwilly. Radziwilly, yes? Yes, I am. Uh, it is very important that you come now to see uh, the prince. No, oh, dear. Did I do something to offend him? No. You will be very happy when he talks to you. So why doesn't he come here? It would be more respectful to him to come in my house of worship. Oh, yes, it would be. Except there's a little problem, you see. Uh, it would be uh, taking much more time, because if he would come here and tell you why he has to see you, you would still have to come to his palace. Oh, I see. Okay, I'll get myself ready, and I'll be on my way. And sure enough, the two of them, uh, they traveled in this coach wagon that was set up to be able to accommodate this bishop. And, of course, um, you know, uh, the bishop traveled in his coach. And, of course, the messenger, the courier, traveled on his horse. But eventually, they got back to the palace. And when they got there, there was good old Nicholas. But he wasn't his grumpy, grumpy self. Normally he would say, Aha! So, Bishop, what do you got to say for yourself? Eh? Ah. What do you want today? Ah! But he wasn't that way today. Instead, he spoke more courteous. Ah, Bishop, please, come inside. Have a seat. Eh, uh, eh, uh, please, bring some food for the Bishop. Yes, sir, right away. I will tell your servants over there to bring food for the bishop. Is there anything special the bishop would like that I should order them to cook up? No, 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 whatever you make is fine. Okay, now, uh, please, um, uh, please, Nicholas, please, may I call you Nikolai? Uh, well, nobody called me Nikolai before. Wait, uh, you know what? I make it easy for you. Uh, yes, yes, how should I call you? Uh, call me Prince Nicholas Christoph. 
Radzibel. Radzibel. Uh, Prince Nicholas Christoph Radzibel. That's your whole name. Uh, yes, I like that. Okay. Oh, just call me Nicholas for short. But not Nikolai. Okay, not problem. Okay, so now tell me, what is it so important that you needed me to come here? I need to show you around my palace. I need to show you around all my estates. I need to show you around all my businesses that I run and own. I'm not following exactly. Why do you need to do this, may I ask? Yes. You see, because I spoke to the Pope. And he told me, he advises me, you see, as I get older, I begin to realize, or I should say I began to realize, that I'm too mean. People don't like me. I want to be well-liked. And therefore, I realize that power is one thing, but being loved by people is another. So therefore, as I was thinking to myself out loud, I was thinking out loud the following idea. I want to repent. I want to change. But how is that possible if I've been so mean and called a dark one for so long? Yes, I hear what you're saying. Uh-huh. You called a dark one because you were so mean. You like from the bad side. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so what did the Pope tell you to do? Uh, he told me for the next five years I should go into exile. I should leave my palace, wear beggar clothing, and learn to live like a beggar for five years. See what regular ordinary people live like. And then I could return to my palace. And with my experience, I will then be a much better person. So, therefore he told me, at the same time I could be charitable to your church. Your church will run my estates. But we'll sign all these papers. And then I will lock them up in a special vault. But only I will know where it is. And this way, after five years, I will come back here. And I will become the prince once again. But only I will be a different kind of prince. I will be nice. I will be refined. You will see. Well, everybody could change. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, I agree. Let's sign the papers over here. No problem at all. Let's do it. And so, sure enough, they signed the papers. And then, with that done, he took a little bit of money because, you know, you just can't just live from one fancy life and all of a sudden go as a pauper right away. So he took something with him. And this way he'll gradually, just in case he's not good at it, he can have something to start. So he started wandering. First, he was wandering across Poland. And he would come to places and he would knock on doors and he would say, Uh, hello? Do you mind opening the door? Wow. What is that terrible smell? Uh, mister, you ever take a bath or something? Uh, when I get a chance. But you see, I'm a poor beggar. And I travel from place to place. I haven't got a place to stay permanently. So therefore, you know, not all the time do I find a lake to take a bath. Or uh, find a place where they will heat up water for me to take a bath. You smell, but you know what? I don't want you near my door. Don't want you to come in. So here, let me give you one groschen. Goodbye. A groschen? It's like a penny. So <laughs> they give me. <laughs> Never these people. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Maybe I can work as a, a farmer. Yes, yes, that's right. I'll do that. Uh, so what if I was once a prince? My hands never did back-breaking work. But there's no choice. I must change my ways. It was not right for me all those years. I have to repent. I have to have forgiveness for all my sins I did before. Yes. Okay. Ah, here's a nice farm. I'm up to here. 
<laughs> my feet are tired from walking. I hope I can do this. Excuse me, mister. Can I talk with you? Oh, howdy, sir. How are you? It's nice to meet you. Okay, what can I do for you? Um, yeah, yeah. What's that smell? Uh, you know where that smell is coming from? Is it the wind blowing it in or something? Uh, well, it's from me. Uh, but you see, because I just need some work a little bit, make us some money, uh, go to the bathhouse and take a bath. I tell you what I do. I'll give you money right now to go to the bathhouse. You do that right now, please. And then come to talk with me. All right. Not a problem. I I I'll do that, okay? Not a problem. I'll, I'll go to the bathhouse first. And so he went to the bathhouse, and he took a bath, and he came back smelling nice and fresh. And he goes over to this person, and he says, Ah, uh, maybe you have a job for me? I could work on the farm. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Okay, um, uh, sure, not a problem. Uh, I'll, 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 uh, I could use a hand, okay. So here's what you're gonna do. And he gave him a job, but after a while, he couldn't handle it because he wasn't used to this kind of work. So he went back and traveled around as a beggar. And he was doing this for year after year after year. He kept doing it. And two years passed by, three years passed by, and suddenly he was realizing he is coming up to his fifth year and he found himself in Italy. Can you imagine that? He found himself in Italy. Yep, that's where he found himself. And he's looking around and he says, oh boy, I'm in Italy. Wow, I'm so far from my home. Okay, I better start trying to raise money to get back to where I come from. Ah, yes, 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 yes. Uh, excuse me, sir. Uh, can you help me out? Oh, sorry. <laughs> that was Arabic. Okay, you can give me donation. Oh, okay. Here, here you go. Uh, this coin, I recognize it. It's like worth a penny. Everybody just gives me penny here, penny there. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Man. Eh. Oh boy. It's not very good. Five years are up. Oh my goodness. I have to come back home. I have to go back to my estates. I'm definitely a different person. I'm definitely humble. I see how poor people live. I see how they're treated. I see. I see that when I was the prince and I ruled over my territory that I was given, and I had all these estates, I was really overdoing it. I was being too tough on these people, and they worked so hard, and not all the time could they make money. Look at me, I go around sometimes a whole day, and knock on this door, and knock on that door, and what do I get? Just pennies, pennies! Nobody gives me big dollars, no. Don't get kopecks, don't get rubles, don't get grow album, no. It's not very good. Golden Rindulach, I don't know what they call them. All right, you know what? I got a great idea. I need to start raising money to come back home. All right, let me go and knock on this guy's house. This guy is supposed to be an important person. Hello there, what can I do for you? Uh, please open the door. Eh, I should open the door and you're gonna come inside and you're gonna rob me, eh? What do you think, I'm crazy? I'm not crazy. Eh, Italian, but not a crazy Italian, you understand? I understand. Look out your window. Can I harm you? I'm just a simple poor beggar. Oh, let me look out the window. Oh, <laughs> I hope you took a bath, because otherwise I'll have to talk to you outside. I don't care if you talk to me outside, inside. As long as you come and talk to me. All right, let me open up my door. All right. Hey, you don't smell so bad. 
Oh, come, you're a beggar, you usually smell. <laughs> That's because I managed over there by the river over there, by that river, I took a, a bath. Oh, very good. <laughs> I'm very happy for you. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good. Okay, so Mr. Uh, what is your name? Uh, my name is Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. <laughs> a beggar is calling himself a Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. <laughs> Come on, you cannot be him because the Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill he is a prince in Poland, okay, and not over here in Padua. You understand? I'm in Padua, Italy. Yes, you're here in Padua, Italy. <laughs> so, mister, what can I do for you? <laughs> Tell me what your real name is. I am telling you, my real name is Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. <laughs> you are very funny, you know that. Okay, I get it. You want to be entertaining to me, so if you entertain me and you give me a good laugh, and then I'm going to give you good money, eh? Is that your idea? No, 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 listen. Listen to my story. Okay, I'm going to listen to a story, eh? You're going to tell me a story, and then you expect I should give you more money, eh? Well, listen. My name really is Prince Nicholas Christoph. Radziwilly. <laughs> you would expect me to believe that. Look at the way you dress, huh? You dress like a beggar. Hey, hey, you know, the, the Prince Nicholas Christopher Radziwill that I know of. I mean, he's a wealthy man. He's a very rich man. He's got a lot of money, a lot of estates. You understand? <laughs> he's a well to do. Maybe one day he might be the king. <laughs> okay, so tell me. Okay, oh, you want to tell me what's going on here, huh? All right. I tell you like this. You see, I am the prince. Stop telling me you're the prince. You just tell me the story. All right, all right. You see, the problem is like this. I was a very mean person. And I was very rough with people. I harmed a lot of people. I tortured people. Oh, you wanted me to call the police because you're a bad person, eh? You, I see, you did a lot of crimes and very bad things, and you wanted to call the police, and they should arrest you and lock you up in the jail. So no problem, I'm going to do that. Hello, Mr. Policeman. No, 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 please don't call the police. I am Prince Nicholas Christoph Radzewill. Please just listen to my story. All right, I'm going to try to listen to your story. Well, anyways, I'm a much bigger person than you. So if you try to harm me, I'm going to punch you in the nose until your nose bleeds. And then you're going to fall down on the floor and have to pick up your toenail. You understand what I'm saying? Uh, sort of. Okay. Anyways, because I was so mean and everything like this, and I did this when I was younger. So uh, five years ago, I had a feeling to want to change my ways and become a better person. So, what I did was I went to the Pope and he gave me advice that I should exile myself for five years. In the meanwhile, I turned over my estates. For five years, I turned it over to the priests, to the Galochim in the church where I live. You understand? So they're running my estates. But in the meantime, for me to learn to have feelings for other people, I went on this uh, five-year journey in exile and acted like a beggar so I could go around and feel and see what regular ordinary people live like day by day. Oh, that's a very nice story. It's so moving. I almost feel like a crying. <laughs> but mister, you're not crying. You're laughing. <laughs> because this mister, I'm going to tell you like this, whatever your real name is. I am. I told you. I am Prince Nicholas uh, Christoph. Radziwill! <laughs> and next thing you're going to tell me uh, that your father, uh, you're going to tell me uh, that your father is, uh, 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 your father was uh, King uh, Sigismund uh, II, right? That's right. You know my father? 
<laughs> if I didn't mention the name, uh, you wouldn't tell me that it's your father, eh? If I would mention uh, the third, the fourth, you would tell me the father. No, no, it was the second that was my father. <laughs> you're a very interesting person. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, a very interesting person. There is no question about it. You're a very, very interesting person. Okay, so now I heard everything you're telling me, and I don't believe a word you're saying, but you could tell me why you tell me such a tale. Because the five years are up, and it's time for me to go back to Poland and go back to what I was patrolling as a nicer person. That's a very nice tale. Oh, you know, now I feel like a crying. <laughs> but at the same time, I feel like a laughing. <laughs> you know, you are funny. Okay, you know what? I give you. It was very entertaining to hear your story, but I don't believe a word you said. So don't worry, no problem. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you. Uh, here, this is one uh, golden rindle. This is here. You can have this. You know, that's too much money. Okay, take this here, okay? Wow. Just a little bit of money. Well, at least it's not a penny. It's like a few dollars worth. Okay. Okay, thank you. Uh, no problem. Hey, you know, I have a friend of mine. He's uh, also a very high nobleman. And maybe he could help you out and get a good laugh too. <laughs> At the same time, he will get a good laugh. He loves uh, this. Yeah, maybe he'll give you more than me. Okay, go, go, go to him. And sure enough, he went to this other person. And he knocked at his door. Uh, who is there? Uh, somebody knocking on my door. Okay, I open the door. Okay, so I open the door. Hello there. Oh, boy, boy, poor man. Hey, how come you don't smell like the other poor people? Uh, that's because I took a bath in the river. Oh, that's very nice. Did you use soap? Uh, listen, can I come in? Oh, no, 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 no. You might have dirty my carpet. Oh, let's talk here by the door. All right. Um, you see, my name is Prince Nicholas Christoph uh, Radziwill. <laughs> you are a very funny person, so you come here to entertain me, eh? Oh, I got it. You don't have a job because everybody thinks you're crazy. You know, you know, the real prince, Nicholas Christopher Radziwill, he lives in Poland, you know that, and he's a very well-to-do man. <laughs> he's not dressed like you, and he's not dressed in this way, and he doesn't go around saying that he's the prince in smart clothing, you know what I mean? I understand. Can I tell you my story? Yeah, you gotta tell me a story. You are, I get it. The longer you tell me the story, the more you want me to give you for money, okay? Okay, let me hear, let me hear, let me hear. Okay, I'm gonna listen to your story because I just finished my supper. <laughs> Don't expect to get any from me. Okay, so tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What's going on here? All right. My name is Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. <laughs> Please, stop laughing and let me finish. Okay, okay, I told not to laugh. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. Like I said, my name is Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I couldn't help it myself. It's very hard to make me laugh. Just uh, forget using the name, okay? Just say uh, what you're here for. All right. Anyways, uh, I was in exile for five years, and the church was running my. Uh, uh, you know, they, they, they were running my estates. And now it's time for me to get back home. Well, would you still tell me why, why you dress like a poor person? Ah, I used to be a very mean person. I used to hurt people. I used to treat all my subjects very roughly. And uh, instead of people liking me, they hated me more and more. And then as I was getting older, I realized that's not the way to treat people. So I want to change my ways. And I, it was suggested to me that I should go into exile. <laughs> this is a good one. I never heard a story like this. Go ahead, go ahead, tell me. Tell me, I like this story. This is a very, very, very good story. All right, all right, so let me tell you. So what happened was this. For five years, I was supposed to live like a beggar. Oh, you still are a beggar. <laughs> five years pass by like this, and you're looking for a job? I'm sorry, I have no worker for you. Unless you have a good skill. You have a good skill? Yes. I have a skill. I'm a prince. <laughs> there you go again. Okay, so tell me what happened now. So now, I live like a beggar. I saw how people live. I now have more compassion to other people. And now, I want to return home. Because the five years of my exile 
is up, but I don't have enough money to get back. Uh, you want to talk, uh, tell me where you're going? I have to get back to Poland. <laughs> like in Warsaw? Uh, sort of like in Warsaw, Poland. <laughs> That's very good. You want to go from Padua uh, all the way to Warsaw, Poland. It's going to cost a fortune. You think I'm going to give it to you, a poor man? You think because you think you collect whatever you can here? Uh, no way. But you don't understand. I am. Yeah, I know who you are. You think you are. Okay, here's a penny. Get out of here. 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 And sure enough, he went over and he realized that nobody was helping him. Until one day, somebody said to him, Listen to me. I know that you're not Jewish. But you see, the rabbi here, Rabbi Shmuel Yehuda Katzenelenbogen, he's a very kind man. He helps everybody. Why don't you go see him? <laughs> Maybe a good idea. And so he went to see the Rav. As soon as he knocked on the door, the Rav opened the door right away. And he let him in. He didn't even ask him. He didn't say anything about him smelling, not smelling, nothing. Treated him very nicely, put down a meal for him, realized a poor person, and then he listened to his story. And he said, And that's my story. Mm hmm. I see. You know something? I look into your eyes. I heard the way you said the story. I believe you. I'm going to raise the money that you need to go back. You'll do that for me? Wow! Unbelievable! I'll do anything you want! Anything! No, I'm not asking for anything. I'm not doing this for a reward, but if you really want to do something, I'm not doing it for me specifically. I have a son named Shoal Katzenelenbogen, and he <coughs> went to learn in uh, Poland among those special schools there. I don't know which one. And maybe the mail got lost, and maybe he lost our address, and maybe he didn't remember, or I just couldn't get the money together to, for postage to send me a letter. I haven't heard from him in a few years. I would like to know about his whereabouts. And I would like him to be taken care of, that he shouldn't have to worry where the next piece of bread is coming from. If you're going to do something like this, that would be fine. I don't need any money for myself. Don't worry, don't worry. And sure enough, the Rav went over, and he raised the money for him to go back. And he finally got back to Poland. And he said, That rabbi with the best man I ever met. He believed me. And because him I'm back here and I got my properties back, I'm rich again. I'm back to where I was, but not the same person. Better person now. So, what are they going to do? And so he went over and he hired people to search around. And they found him learning in brisk. And he went and he made him an offering. I, your father told me I should take care of you. You come to my palace, you have a nice place to live, I'll give you kosher food, whatever you want. And you can learn there all the time. And so he took him up on the offer because he started thinking. Well, let me see. Uh, if I am thinking correctly, it's the wall hashkocha. Because the Rebbein connected him to my father. And then through him and my father connects to me. It means that Hashem has a reason for me to be in the Polish prince's house. And sure enough, he was there. And when he was there, they got into conversations. And one conversation after another, and people realized, not just the prince, but everybody around realized that Scholl, Scholl Katzen Ellenbogen, was a brilliant person. Extremely smart. Highly, wow, I mean, the brilliance that he had was unreal. Unreal. And people realized that. And he didn't know what to do. Except keep him there. And enjoy his wisdom. And also, one of the good things that came out of it, and some people who had bad feelings towards Jews, started to change how they felt by just watching how this person is. But Rabbi Herbs, doesn't it happen sometimes that people get jealous and they get angry? Yes, it does. But Hashem is running the show here. And apparently, this had the opposite effect. Now, this was going on for quite a while. And then, it was 1586. In the year 1586, it was August. I believe, August. Yeah, and, and in August, in the beginning of August, uh, in 1586, the king, who was Stephen Bathory, if I'm pronouncing it right, 
the King Stefan Bathory of Poland, he died. And of course, the noblemen were getting together, I believe it was in Warsaw, and there were two men. Now, the way they did it was, it wasn't the king's son that always became the king, because they would be princes, they would, uh, you know, be treated like a prince, but they had a strange law, is that the noblemen, the, the princes, they themselves had to vote in who the next king was. That's the way it was. And in those days, the country's nobles, they used to meet and elect the new king. But there were two groups of noblemen. They were very, very extraordinary families. And they were the likely ones to be the candidates. And so one was the rich and powerful general, General Jan uh, uh, Zamboyski, who wanted Prince Sigismund III uh, to be the king. And uh, the other ones was the powerful Zabrowski family, who wanted Duke Maximilian of Austria to be the king of Poland. So they met in Warsaw. Tak, I see here in the reference. It is in Warsaw. They met in Warsaw. And let me tell you what happened. They were celebrating and they were drinking and they were drinking and they started getting drunk. And the nobleman said, All right, so let's go vote for the new king. Yeah, let's go vote for the new king. But the only one who didn't drink over there was Prince Nicholas Christoph Radziwill. He was the only one who did not drink. All the others drank like crazy, but not him. He didn't drink. Very interesting. So he realized everybody is drunk. And he said, uh, Listen, everybody, if you guys vote the way you are, <coughs> there's no way. Then you're gonna pick the proper king the right way. Yeah, but we know that there is a law that is not supposed to be one day without a king. So therefore, we have to vote for a king. Yes, but right now everybody is drunk. You're not gonna vote properly. Yeah, that's a possibility. So what are you suggesting? Well, let me think about this. We want to make the right decision who the king should be, right? Yes, that is right. Okay, sorry for what do you think? Well, the lawyers we can't be without the king. But, you know, what happens if we elect a temporary king for one day and then we recoup everybody sobers up and then we can vote the right way so what do you say you know something that's a good idea yeah great idea so who should we vote in me because i'm drunk him because he's drunk or him because he's already sleeping on the floor upside down uh, who are we going to vote I suggest that everybody here has met that Jew called uh, uh, Shaul uh, uh, um, uh, Bowen, yes? Ah, yes! What about him? I was suggesting that maybe we vote him in for the king for one day. So what do you say? Yeah, you know something? He's a good friend to me. Yeah, me too! Okay, yeah, we agree. And we're going to change his name to Shaul Wild Kachinellenbogen. Because Wild in Polish means the elected one. And so, sure enough, they voted in Shaul Kachinellenbogen, who they called Shaul Wild Kachinellenbogen. He was voted in to be a king of Poland for at least one day until they all sober up and they could vote for the right king. And of course, they later on voted properly for the new king and they voted for Sigismund III. And of course, 
Meantime, they still showered gifts and honors upon Shalwal, and he remained uh, a very helpful Yid uh, over there. And his mamish, uh, um, you know, it was very interesting. And because he came from Brisk, by learning in Brisk, they gave special treatment over there. It was very interesting treatment that they had over there. And while he was a king for one day, he changed some of the laws to benefit the Jewish people quickly because I'm running out of time. One law would be is that if a, a Polish person killed a Yid, they wouldn't be put to death, but instead they were given a fine. So he changed that, that if you kill even a Jew, you should be put to death. And of course, when he stopped being the king, uh, some of this stuff, um, you know, like uh, some of his stuff that he put uh, to benefit the Jewish people, some of them were repealed over time, but he was able to help people and people had a little sense of honor, but they treated him well and he was good for the Jewish people during his lifetime that he was there in the royal court. Wow. I didn't know if I was going to finish all of this. I had to speed up the last part. I ran out of time. Okay. So I guess uh, there's no more time left. So I guess we have to say goodbye. Uh, yes, I guess so too. Okay. I hope everybody enjoyed this new story that I don't remember ever telling because I never told it before. I know that. I would remember something of it. Okay. So everybody, have a wonderful Shabbos and a great weekend. Goodbye. Goodbye.